0: Radioinfluence.com.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Live Bold and Boss Up podcast. Stefan I are here with you today to talk about business etiquette.
2: Yes, this is. Whenever you're first meeting someone, a new client, either a meeting at their office, but then we're also talking about meeting at a lunch spot or a restaurant, dinner meeting. What are some business etiquette tips that you can follow? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we forget about them because I feel like life is so casual most of the time that on a first client meeting, it's good to put your best foot forward and make a good first impression. Right. Right. And,
1: and there's a lot of things that I think are important with business etiquette, because if you're going into the meeting and you need to negotiate on some sort of level, you want to make sure that psychologically you're coming into the meeting, not aggressive and not seeming like you're desperate, right? So you can come to an agreement. Agreed. Okay. So the first thing is when you introduce yourself, introduce yourself with your first and last name. Yes. Yes.
2: Hi, I'm Stephanie
1: Marchese. Hi, I'm Ashley Juraki. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. It really sounds different when you come in with a a first name. Hey, I'm John. Hey, I'm Ash. Or I'm Kimberly. Like it doesn't, it sounds too casual. It sounds like you're
2: just meeting friends. Right. A great and stand whenever you meet someone. Mm -hmm. Like if you're there first and you're sitting, then stand to greet them. Shake their hand, firm handshake, and look them in the eyes. Right. Right. If you're sitting down a
1: lot of times psychologically, and especially if you're in a a large group with, with many people, you'll be kind of forgettable, right? So if you stand up, you kind of make that, that grand introduction. Um, it's, it's just more memorable. Yeah. And I think it's a sign of
2: respect as well to stand whenever you meet somebody. Right. Exactly. Um, with the handshake thing, I, I think a handshake is important whenever you're meeting someone, but if someone doesn't feel comfortable, in today's day and age, not handshaking, and you go in for a handshake, and they put their fist out, then give them a fist bump. Right. I mean, whatever they are comfortable with, you want to respect that. But obviously, I would always go in for the handshake first.
1: Yeah, I would too. And and I mean, if you're if they're the guest, right? I would always follow what what your guest does. Yes, I would go in for a handshake too. And hey, if you guys miss and you want a handshake and they want a fist bump. Don't be embarrassed. It's not a big deal. I mean, everyone's kind of missing that mark now. No one knows where everybody stands with that. So just let it roll off your shoulder and don't let it affect your meeting.
2: Right. Agreed. I also think that if it's just you and another person, you're, say you're meeting for lunch, ask them if they have to be out at a certain time. That way you respect their time as well. You know, if they have to be out of there right at one or, at, you know, they have a time restraint, then make sure you honor that and ask them. Yeah, I, I love that because it gives you an exit, too. Yeah. And then it's not awkward. Like, say you have a hard stop at, in an hour, an hour and a half. That way they know you're not just being rude and right. not enjoying the conversation. You're saying that up front. I have to be out of here right at 134 meetings. Mm-hmm. So. State that up front.
1: I think another thing is when you go to sit down, don't pull out a chair for anyone, whether you're male to female, female to female, male to male, don't pull out a chair in a
2: business meeting. Right. In a business meeting. I feel like that's the opposite for a date. Yes. Right. Right. Because then you want your guy to pull the chair out for you. Right. Pulling a chair out
1: kind of shows dominance over the other person. So psychologically, you're already at a disadvantage if you're the one you know, having the chair pulled out for you. But it, in a dating setting or in a, you know, in, in that kind of a setting, we, I I still think females want their chair pulled out. So don't get that twisted. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Always follow your guests lead. If they order an appetizer or even a drink, follow their lead. You don't want them to feel awkward or, you know, you don't want to be the one ordering A drink, if they're just drinking water, that's super awkward. That will get awkward, yeah.
1: And it's awkward if your guest orders an appetizer and you don't. Or maybe it's more awkward if they order dessert and you don't, because then you're just sitting there watching, (laughs) you know, eat dessert, and they're probably feeling like, oh, this person wants to go. And then how how are you going to close out that meeting? How is that you know final negotiation going to go? Right, make them feel comfortable if they if they want a dessert. Or to dessert with them. Mm -hmm. You don't have to eat it. And in fact, you shouldn't eat everything on your plate while we're talking about food and eating.
2: Yeah, you don't want to eat everything. You Mm -hmm. don't want to like be cleaning your plate with a piece of bread, just a soak up ball, every last little drop. Although that sounds really good. (laughs) Although that's what I really want to do. (laughs) Don't do it in a business meeting. Right, because psychologically, again- it
1: it kind of shows that you're um you're starving, right? That's like your only meal. It kind of portrays um a lower level. It's like it unconsciously. Break. It does. Yeah. It's so interesting. Um, so for family time,
2: yes, I mean feel free. <laughs> Lick your plate. Lick if you it want. up.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah. Also, while we're on food and eating everything, if you don't eat it all, don't ask for a doggy bag. You are here for the meeting, not leftovers. Right, right. No doggy bag. Um,
1: You know, that's again for a family thing. But again, it's that it's that um, psychological, right? Um, Psychological warfare. No, but it's psychological when you when you take a doggy bag to go and everything, you're supposed to really show your kind of dominance in in those sorts of ways. Right. So it doesn't make them aggressive, but it's showing that, hey. I'm not starving, I'm
2: not helpless, I got this. It's all. Right. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. If you're doing a presentation or whenever you're speaking to someone, you don't just point with one finger. Mm -hmm. You keep your fingers together. It is a sign of, I don't know, politeness. You're not being too aggressive, like pointing with your finger. Mm -hmm. You use a couple fingers or use your whole fingers together. I'm showing our guests, like you can see me, but well, I guess if you're watching, you can, but yeah, I, I think if you just point, it's kind it's of very, very aggressive. Point. Yeah. Yeah. I never want to point at someone right, or something.
1: Cause I mean, even though you're not meaning to be aggressive, subconsciously they could, they could take it that way. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're in there for negotiations, you don't want them to be on the defensive when you're, when it's that time. Right. Right. You know what another, another point was that I don't know if I necessarily agree with is when you, when the bread comes to the table, if you, if you have bread, um, it said really to use your hands and not a knife. And gosh, I have, I have a struggle with that because that's so the opposite of what I would assume to do.
2: I would think it'd be more polite to cut with a knife, but you're supposed to eat bread with your hands. So it's like breaking bread with your guests So I can see it. I don't think your guests would think you were rude if you cut it with a knife. Right. It's just more, you know, of that underlying psychological message. Right. I just skip it altogether. Skip the carbs. Yeah.
1: Don't do it. But (laughs) if your guest is eating bread, you should break bread with them. I mean, you could at least grab one out of the basket and rip it and then just place it on your, on your plate, <laughs> you know, cause then it looks like you're about to eat it and maybe you just get caught up in conversation and never get to it. And that's fine. Conversation is so great. Yes. You didn't even have time to eat your bread. No, no time. Oh, so another one was don't cross your legs, but in most meetings you'll probably won't even be able to see from the waist down cause you'll be at a table, but apparently like crossing legs is a little bit maybe sexy and can
2: be distracting. What also shows that you're closed off, like you're same with crossing your arms. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows that you're putting a guard up. Yeah. Where if you you don't cross your arms, don't cross your legs, it kind of, it makes you more approachable. That's what I think too. Yeah. So we should really talk about like
1: body language too. You know, right. power, power um, stances
2: and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, although don't cross your legs, don't sit with your legs wide open. Yeah. (laughs) That's a really good point. I feel like it's just natural for women to cross your legs, especially if you have a dress on. Yeah. To me, it's like, that's what's more comfortable to me. Well, apparently you're supposed to cross at the ankles
1: and then have your feet off to one side, either the right or the left. So your knees are touching. That's apparently the proper way to sit.
2: Okay. But it's not very comfortable. No. I'm doing it right now. And it's like, you kind of want to uncross yeah. them. Well, I mean, do what's comfortable for you. If there's a table and you can't see, sit with those legs open. <laughs> 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 or not. don't do it. Also, are we talking about body language still? Yeah. I mean, okay. go ahead. You have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was going to, I was going to move on to the next point. Go ahead and do it. Yeah. I was going back to the food because I I was just thinking whenever you are finished, it is so natural for me, for whatever reason, I I think working in the restaurant industry previously stacking the plates. Like I'm trying to help out my waiter by like, if I'm done putting my napkin on top, piling all my stuff together, cleaning the table around. (laughs) I'm trying to help them out, but don't do it. Mm -mm. No, it's another
1: subconscious right? Um, like psychological thing that you don't want to do when you're, when you're in a business meeting, it's not etiquette. It's not proper etiquette. You just leave it. Yes. Put your knife and fork properly on your plate to signify that you're finished and you're done so that they can come in and pick up your plate, but do not even push it away from you. Just leave it. Um, and I mean, of course, like when I'm out with the family, I'll do that because I have kids and they're making a mess and you, you know, to I, I, I do. I <laughs> do, I do that. Right. The but for business right. etiquette, don't, don't do that. Um, and again, it's just not proper etiquette. That's not what you're there for. Let them do their job.
2: Mm-hmm. And then once the conversation's over and it's a, you know, a good time to leave, you're finished. Obviously, if it's your guest, you pay for the bill. If they are insisting, like they are adamant on paying for the bill, then, I mean, you don't want to get in a fight over right. that fight over it. Let them. But uh, if you're the host and you invited them by all means, you're the one you should, should pay. pay. Yes. Right. Exactly. No questions.
1: And I know we said earlier, don't finish your food and don't take a doggy bag. That's not for no. business. Right. No. Again, more for family, friends, whatever, but not for business. If you're there for a meeting
2: after the meeting, always send a follow-up thank you letter. I love personal, you know, written thank you letters. I think that that's a nice touch. Definitely an email if you're not sending that thank you card. Right. If anything,
1: it's a good way to keep keep you fresh in their head, especially if you, you know, you're the host and you invited them, there's obviously something that you're looking for business wise to, to connect with them on. So send that thank you email, appreciate your time, send that, send that thank you note. And speaking of thank yous, when you're in the conversation, um, you know, try not to use thank you too, too much. Um, you know, once or twice is effective, but if you use it more than, than once or twice, it starts to seem like you're maybe helpless or yeah, or desperate or something like that. Exiting. I just wanted to close it out with like proper exiting. So when you're, when you're exiting your business meeting, um, and you know, you're, you're like, okay, it's time to leave. Maybe you're standing and talking, um, you know, at a cocktail event or whatever, obviously when you're eating dinner, it's like there's an obvious exit, but you want to exit when you're talking. Um, you don't want to, of course, exit when, when someone else is talking, you don't (laughs) want to do that. That's rude.
2: Right. Yeah. That way, as long as they're talking, you're engaged, you're listening. And then, you know, you follow up the end of the conversation and then say your goodbyes. Yeah. There's probably so many other things too, but etiquette is a, I think there's a lot of things that we don't think of on a regular basis. And I think some of it is maybe old etiquette. That's not as applicable these days, Right. but maybe we should still think of those things. And I think a lot of times nowadays we get too casual. Right. So let us know. Let us know what we're missing. Live bold and boss up at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Like, subscribe, rate us, sub, uh, subscribe. <laughs> Did S- I say subscribe? Subscribe and resubscribe <laughs> and keep doing that. <laughs>
1: and until next time, live bold and boss up.
0: This is a forking around town with Tracy Guida quick fix on Radio Influence.
1: Today, I'm excited because we get to talk about one of my favorite things in the world, which is pizza. And I'm joined today by Marco and Brittany from Alfonso's Pizzeria in Tampa. How are you guys? Just kind of tell me a little bit about the history of of Alfonso's.
0: Um, Okay, well, it started 1978. Um, My dad moved down here from uh, New York. Uh, He was originally from uh, Sicily, Saracusa. But uh, he had a pizzeria up in... um, St. Nick, Washington Heights area. I believe it's like Harlem area. But he had that for a few years and, uh, you know, just like every other Italian wanted to get away from the snow. <laughs> so, you know, so he, uh, he had a few places in mind. And uh, my uncle had a place near Yankee Stadium and um, he actually came down first and he actually opened a place in like South Elmabry. Right?
2: Right across the street from Plant High School.
0: And that was Caesars. And I
2: remember Caesars. I used to so, go there so back in the day. That's our same that's, family.
0: that's my uncle. Oh, my so gosh. So Savannah, that's all my family. And then, so my dad decided to move his place. And my uncle, you know, did, um, made him change his mind to move to Tampa. So that's how it kind of all started. So that we came here awesome. in July '78. Working Around Town with Tracy Guida can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.